Welcome into Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. We got a lot to get into today, including Scottie Pippen's most recent comments about Michael Jordan. The Celtics have now made the series 3-2 against the Heat, and the Cardinals have released DeAndre Hopkins officially now. So we'll get into all this on this episode. So let's get started. So, the Celtics have won two straight against the Heat, and they are starting to look like the team we thought we were going to see. The Heat are finally starting to show signs of fatigue, as they are a team that has had to play two play-in games, even to get into the playoffs, and they are the eighth seed. I'm not predicting that the Celtics will come back, because they still have to win two more games. But something that is important to note is everybody knows that if a 3-0 comeback were to ever happen in the NBA, obviously the series record of a team being up 3-0, it has never happened. No team has ever come back from being down 3-0. They're 149-0. and But everyone knows that if it were to ever happen, it would have to be a circumstance like this, where the far more talented team got outplayed for three games and then they turned on the switch. Because we all know as great as the Heat have been, and as much as we all respect them for getting this far, they're an eight seed for a reason. There are no... This is why when the Lakers got swept, everybody is like, they think that the regular season doesn't matter at all. There are certainly times where it appears that way. But eventually, there's a reason why historically the higher seeds have the championships. They get the path of least resistance. They get the most rest. It's not that way for a lower seed. You're looking at a Heat team who has had to go, who has had to go through the Milwaukee Bucks. The New York Knicks, although not as talented as the Bucks, are a very hard team to play against. And now if they get through the Celtics, they'll have to play Denver. So those are three juggernauts that they will have to take down if they want an NBA championship. Denver, if they, if they have to take down a, a Miami... They, they haven't really had to play a giant. They, they played Phoenix, who who's really good, but they don't have any depth. The Lakers, although they made a much bigger run than we thought, they were a seventh seed. And so that is really important to think about. And that's why when everybody says the regular season doesn't matter, it absolutely matters. Now, I still think the Heat are going to win this series. But if a 3-0 comeback were to happen here, this would be one of the rare occasions where the perfect storm kind of happened for a 3-0 comeback. The worst team on paper by far, you cannot even make an argument. They are not comparable on paper. And it's nothing against the Heat. It's nothing against their players. The Celtics just made the finals a year ago. They have not had the level of consistent play that the Heat have had in the playoffs, but they have more length, more size, more great athletes, and more players off the bench, and certainly better shooters. Analytically, you cannot even make an argument for the Heat being the better team. Now, I still think the Heat are going to win because they built that 3-0 cushion. But if it were to happen, a 3-0 comeback, this would be the circumstance in which it would have to happen. The worst team wins the first three games, and they run out of gas, and the other team turns on the switch. I still think Miami's going to win. In South Beach, but if they don't, it goes back to Boston. Charles Barkley said it last night. I think Boston is going to complete the comeback. All right, the Arizona Cardinals have released DeAndre Hopkins, and I talked about this 
a few weeks ago how it blew my mind that Vegas has Arizona tied for the worst odds, in some cases, on, depending on where you look, the second-to-worst odds to win the Super Bowl. And the reason why that blew my mind is not because I have any objection to that claim. It's more so I, I cannot believe the fact that Arizona is where it's at right now, given the talent and the names that they have had on their team throughout the past couple of years. Now, Kyler Murray, as you guys know, I talk about him all the time on this podcast. I think he's great. I think I like him a lot more than most people do. And the question mark for him has been his leadership ability. Now, I never like to comment on this because even reporters, nobody is inside the walls, inside the practice. Nobody actually knows what is going on. But Buda Baker wants out of Arizona. J.J. Watt retired. They just released DeAndre Hopkins. It's weird to think about a franchise that has its quarterback. For the most part, you think they have their quarterback situation figured out. They're in the weaker of the two conferences. So you would think that would make them at least... A content that you think that would at least make them competitive in the conference, but they just they just have not been able to figure out their cultural issue. And I'm not and I'm not going to go on this again because I've talked about this so many times in the last few weeks with the Miami Heat being such a great culture place. The Arizona Cardinals, instead of looking for talent this offseason, they need to look for their culture and their identity. Being a franchise that has had the players that they have had. It, it is almost inexcusable the amount of wins that that is stacked up to. You need to be able to have a culture to depend on. And that's something that they do not have right now. And now, to be fair, I do not put it on the quarterback to develop that, especially not a quarterback that was drafted by Arizona just a few years ago. It's their job to uphold it. But it is not their job to develop it. That's something that Arizona at the top needs to do. And until they do that, they can acquire all the talent they want. Until they develop that, they will not be successful. All right, we're going to get to one other story today. So Scottie Pippen was talking about LeBron and how you can't compare anybody to him. Now, now, there's nothing wrong with him saying that. And he can say whatever he wants. But he went on to say about how Michael Jordan was terrible before he got to Chicago, before Scottie Pippen, talking about himself, was on the team. Michael was a terrible player. He, he had terrible shot selection. And only when he got there did Michael Jordan become the greatest basketball player of all time in many people's minds. Now, I've said this before. LeBron and Michael Jordan, you can certainly make a case for both of them being the greatest basketball player of all time. But what this in particular isn't about that debate. It's about Scottie Pippen continually taking shots at Michael Jordan. And we all know how it comes off. He may have every right and he may be right in what he's saying. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the locker room. He may be right word for word with everything that he has said about Michael Jordan. But the truth is, 
that doesn't matter because we all know how it looks. It looks like he is jealous, like he is mad that he does not get more credit for the Bulls teams, and that he does not think Michael should be viewed as the greatest player of all time. And this post about LeBron, him kind of calling LeBron the GOAT, comes off to me far less about him complimenting LeBron and more about him trying to say Michael was not great before he got to Chicago. Now, in his defense, Michael struggled. He struggled without Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. That does not mean that you cannot consider him the greatest basketball player of all time. It also does not mean that Scottie Pippen is right in what he's doing. Again, I don't know if what he's saying is factual. Very well could be. He may be upset about whatever he felt about the credit he got and him not being the guy on the Bulls team and him being regarded as the number two guy on that team, not the main guy like Michael Jordan was. Maybe he's right about all of that. But personally, I don't know if this is the best way to go about that. Secondly, do you want to know, he talks about, Scottie Pippen has talked about this before. Other players have talked about this before. You hear the word mythology a lot with Michael Jordan. And this is where I think Michael is extremely, extremely smart about the way he has handled his retirement. Due to the fact that he has mostly hidden since he has retired, and the only time the most you've heard of about him was when The Last Dance aired during, during COVID, and everyone talked about this. And the one time he came out of retirement with that documentary airing, it didn't hurt the mythology factor. It added to it the way his teammates were talking about him in that in the documentary, the way everyone was talking about him acting in the documentary. It didn't hurt to his kind of mysterious factor that he has going on with his retirement, if you will. It only added to it. Again, I think you can make an argument for both players. And do I think there's a lot of, and I I don't like to keep saying the word over and over again, but that's the word you hear, mythology with Michael Jordan? I do. You, I mean, you hear plays about people being scared to look at him in the eye and everything. I think some of that is put on. I'm not saying none of it's true. I do think that some of it is put on. But the reason why those stories and why everyone that talks about Michael talks about him that way is in large part to how he has handled his retirement and the whole situation. Reality with Michael Jordan, it's kind of put aside because... You don't really know what he is like that much. You see all these other athletes, and there's nothing wrong with it, but they're going on podcasts, they're going on interviews, they're talking about their personal life, they're talking, you know, on you got clips of them saying different things. You don't have the mythology with Shaq or Charles Barkley because they're constantly on camera giving you their opinion, and that's fine. That's what their job is. You don't have that with Michael Jordan. Since his retirement, the biggest peak behind the curtain we ever got from Michael himself was the Last Dance documentary. And what did everybody outside of Michael in the Last Dance documentary talk about? 
how scared they were to play him, how phenomenal of a basketball player he was, how great his work ethic was, how great of a player he was, how he never took a day off, how he stayed, how he got there early, stayed late. Everyone in the documentary talked about how great he was. And years later, now Scottie Pippen comes along and he's trying to debunk all of that, if you will. And it's too, it's just not going to happen. He could be absolutely 100% right. Like I said, he could be totally factual in everything that he's saying, but it's not going to happen because Michael Jordan himself has handled it so brilliantly that I don't think it, I don't think it ever go away. And I don't know. And to be fair, I'm not saying that they're not, that, Michael Jordan isn't the GOAT or that that those stories aren't true. I do think, like I said, a little bit of it is put on, but we don't, we don't necessarily know what the truth is because we didn't play. We weren't behind the doors. We weren't behind the closed doors. But it doesn't matter because that is what the story is now, that he is great and people are scared to play him. And no matter what Scottie Pippen says, that's not going away. And that's just my opinion on it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio.